Okay, let's get started with our discussion of this year's Parshas Tazria Mitzora, Tavshin Ayin Beis. Uh, so this year we did not have a Shir Shmini, but Ur Chazon Lamoed we have had in past years, and there's always one that uh, takes the place of uh, that t- the place is taken of of the Haggadah this year. So that uh, Hashem will get back to Parshas Shmini another year. But Tazria Mitzora, we begin, and the first question is connected to Shmini, and that is. Is there a connection between the end of Shemini and the beginning of Tazria? When a Parsha Shemini, the second half of Parsha Shemini, the last two aliyahs are all about Hilchas Kashrus, all about the different signs for the Chayos and the Behemos and the Dagim. And then we get into Parsha Tazria Mitzorah, which are together this year. Tazria begins to Masyoledes, and then we have Mitzorah and all the other halachas of Tamei. A people to Mentara at the end of Parshas Mitzoros. Is there a connection between the two? Says of Yisrael Salanter in source number one from Pnei Torah. Laman is from Parshas Tazria. Sherov Ruba in Yani Negaim and Mitzoraim. Laparshas Shmini. Sherov Ruba in Yani Machalas Asuros. Is there a connection between Tazria, which is Saras Negaim, and Shmini, which is all about what you're allowed to, and not allowed to eat? Says of Yisrael Salanter. What is the root? Of Negaim, as we will talk about at length, Ezrat Hashem, Mishum Sha Negaim Ba'im Be'ikar Alavon Lashon Hara. So we know that Saraas is all about Lashon Hara, at least according to one opinion from Mesechas Arachin. There are many different Averis that cause it, but we'll focus on that one, the most famous one, Lashon Hara. What is the connection between Machalas Asuros and followed by Lashon Hara? Says if you saw in a word. Not only must we be careful about what goes into our mouth, we have to be just as careful about what comes out of our mouth. Parsha Shmini and Parsha Tazria. We are we are generally very careful about what goes into our mouth. One tiny little bug and worm, and we, we, we go crazy over it. Tiny little trephus, tiny little poison that we might be eating. Spiritual poison. But on the other hand, what about what comes out of my mouth regarding another person? And we swallow each other up. That's why the Torah puts together Shmini and Tazria, Machalos Asuros and Lashon Hara. Not only what goes in, but we also have to have a good hechsher on what comes out of our mouth. And he quotes the story from Umusupra Yudi Akadosh Mi Pashischa, the Yid Akadosh, as he is known, the Yudi Akadosh, depending whether you're from a Yiddish or Hebrew background. He once said to his Talmud Rav Bunim, he said, he said, go, go, go travel somewhere. Jeremy didn't tell him where to go. I guess there was only one road out of Parshischa. So he went on the road. He got his wagon. He got his Talmidim. His Rebbe told him to go. Okay, so I'm not going to ask any questions. So I'm going to go. So he gets the Talmidim. Arav lo beer. Vadam lo hiksha. The Rav didn't explain where to go. The student didn't ask where to go. He says he goes. Kimitzvah's Rabbo. He took a couple of Chassidim and they go on the wagon. And they go and they go and they go and the wagon goes. Until finally it's late at night. And they have to stop. So they come to the town, they come to an inn, okay, they'll stop here. They're starving, they didn't have any food, they didn't know how long the journey would be. And, wine 15, everybody's hungry. They come to a little village. They come to a little side street, they find an achsanya, they find an inn, 
and they go and they say, "Can we stay here for the night?" Yes, we have some uh, we have some available rooms. And they go into the dining room. So they ask the Balham alone. They say, "You have any food? You have? Uh, can we buy some uh, some ochel?" So they they're working out the food. Rabuna meanwhile goes to his room on the side, and he's there. And the Hasidim are trying to work out the work out the food. So they say, "You know, it's really better if you have anything milchik." So he says that I'm sorry, we don't we have we have fleshiks. That's all. That's all we serve for dinner. I guess it was a uh, an American uh, schedule. It's fleshiks for dinner. And mitzta'er ma'od, and the Balapundik said, and uh, they didn't know what to do. Lo sasu chasidim lechol basa mikfar, and the chasidim said to themselves, not so sure. Kashrus and the who is this guy? We have no idea who he is. We have no idea if he's a Naman. We have no idea this. We have no idea that. What kind of what kind of shchita does he hold up? Does he do the malicha, the salty properly? They start talking and this and that about their hosts, and all of a sudden, he needs show him hey, line twenty-five. Call dover alehem. They hear someone else who was staying there, who said, looking at these chasidim of Rabunim, mafidim umachapsim, hini megal meim yivudila vushkaraima yoshim achariya tanur. They see, they see a, a, a Jew sitting in the corner with tattered clothing next to the ovens, and he turns to them and says, "My fellow Jews, amash adam nosim l'tochapeh." All of a sudden, you know, you're worried about what's the what's the hechsher of the obviously you have to believe in kashrus. But when it comes to what goes into my mouth and the fleshics and the meat, where does it come from and what's the shchit and what's the malicha and what's this, what's that? Obviously, we have to be responsible. But they seem to be much more careful about that than how they started talking about the innkeeper. And how they started talking about their host who just, who just brought them in, the whole group. And Rav Bunim hears this conversation taking place. And Rav Bunim comes out and says, now I realize why my Rebbe sent me here. I realize the message that we needed to hear about, we're so careful about what's going in, but we also have to be careful about what's coming out. Yoshe Rabunim Rabunim is amazed about what he hears. Sometimes we need it from a third party. How careful we are about the ocha that goes into my mouth. We just, it comes out of my, our mouth. Excuse me, Chazir. It's so much worse than everything that comes out of my mouth, says Rabunim. And therefore he understood why the Yehudi HaKadosh had sent him to get this, to get this message. And it's so easy. Chavaz Chaim writes in a number of places in his works. It's talking is such a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every other action that we do in life, Chavaz Chaim writes this in, um, in Shemir Salashin, and he writes this in, in, uh, in other Svarim, Torah Sabayis. So every other action that we do, we have to think about it before we do it. Before we walk, we think about that we want to walk somewhere. Before we uh, shake a hand, we think about before we shake a hand. Before we do any physical act. What about talking? Do I think about every single syllable and I have to use my tongue and my teeth and my, my throat and everything is working in, in working together? Do I think about it? No, I don't think. I just talk. That's a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We, we could do it very we could do it quickly without even thinking so much about it. And yet, it's so easy to misuse. Says the, the Yid HaKadosh. Hazria, right after Shmini, not only what goes into our mouths, Shmini, but also what goes out of our mouths, Tazria and Mitzorah, in terms of Lashonar. Okay, moving right along. So now we have the beginning of the Parsha. First Rashi, first Rashi on the Parsha. Hashem says to Moshe, 
Daber el Bnei Yisrael lemar isha ki sazria v'yodazachar. If a woman has a baby, has a male, v'tamash shivas yamim, she's tummy for seven days. Kimei dastavosa titma. Like the tama tummy days of anida, seven days. On the eighth day, brismila yimobosar alaso. We'll get to that. And then the thirty-three days of Tara. All the halachas of Tumas Yoledas. Rashi quotes, Isha Kisazria. Amr of Simloi. Rav Simloi has some famous comments. This is one of them. Kishem sheyitzi raso shaladam. Achar kol behem achaya v'of. Just like, says Rav Simloi, if we think back to Perak Aleph of the Torah, Adam, mankind, is created last. It's created the last out of all the beings. The mosquito was created before man. And the caterpillar was created before man. Everything was created before man. Man was the last to be created. Just like the creation of man was last, kach toraso nisparsha achar toras So to the halachos of his tumavatara is described, that explained by the Torah after the animals, tumavatara. That's what Shemini is all about, tumavatara of animals, kosher, non-kosher. The Torah uses the language of tara to explain the kosher animals, and Tumuk to explain the non-kosher animals. So if Samoy says, Tazria and Mitzorah, which is all about Tumavatara of people, that comes after animals. Tumavatara of animals. And Rashi quotes later on as well, a similar Russian, if man ever thinks of himself as as above, too haughty, just think about think about insects are created before you. That's what Rashi says later in the Parsha as well. So man is created, man is created last. Says in source number two, the Divrei Harav. Divrei Harav is the third sefer of Shechter put out from the Rav, Nefesh Harav, Mifrini Harav, and, and Divrei Harav. There is a foil to this Chazal. The other half of the Chazal, man is created last because we have to remember that if we don't use our potential, then we're lower than the animals. But on the other hand, obviously, if we do use our potential, then we can reach places that no other being in the world can reach. Not even the angels. The angels don't have a chirachavshis. The animals don't have a chirachavshis. The only ones in the universe that could be the lowest of the low or the highest of the high are human beings. So we have to realize the positive nature of this chazal as well. Let's see what the Rav says. The Rav's whose yard site was this past week on Erev, Erev the last day of, uh, of Pesach. Let's read with his words. Chazal hishmiu, shenigoy mahavim onesh al hidardurus musarit, kamod lashon hara yachazim asuri and vechulu. Chazal have taught us that lashon hara, which is the main subject of these two parshios, comes from the fact that a man does not use his potential properly. Hidardurus musarit. Use some lave. Think about it for a minute, though. Think about when man lowers himself. We have to remember what that means. Yusam Leif. Betchila Sefer Vayikra. Nemar Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. Beginning of Vayikra. Many times in the first couple of parshios of Vayikra, which talks all about Karbanos, Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. From you, from you, bring a Karban. Kasha Yehudi may be Karban. Hatar Mishtameshes Bemilim Mikem. Mitochachem. It's from you. A Karban. Someone, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, refers from the word karav to become close. When a person is coming close to his creator, so that's mikem. That's coming from the innermost point in a human being. 
It, it's a person's natural, inherent nature to want to become close to HaKadosh Baruch Avok HaSher Yehudi Chotei. But when a Jew sins, Lo Mishtam Shevamila Mikem. From now, Tazria, Mitzorah, all of these examples of Tumah, which many of them are resulting from Chet. Zav, Zava, Mitzorah, even Yoledes is tinged with Chet according to Chazal in some way. She has to bring a Chatas. There's no Mikem there. It's not from you. There's no Adam Kiyakrib Mikem. When the person did the Chet, Obviously, there's no mikem, but everything up till now in Vayikra is about when a person is doing tshuva. He's bringing the carbon, Adam Kiakriv, mikem. Vayikra, tzah, shmini, it's all mikem. But when it comes to Tazriya Mitzorah, all of a sudden, there's no more mikem. Katuv, Adam Kiyev, Ba'ar Bissaros, Eizos, Abachas, Abaheres, Hamilu Mikem, Eneskeres, it's not there. Why? He quotes the Rashi that we just mentioned. Efshalola Adam Lanua Ben Shteyaktavim. Says the Rav, man oscillates between two poles, two very distant poles from each other. Imu ra'ui, if he is proper and fulfills, who nachshav ke'echen migdolei habriya, with the greatest of the great. Imu eno ra'ui, but if we do not fulfill the talents that Hashem Baruch Hu gave us, who namuch mi ba'alei chaim hapshutim biyoter. We are lower than the animals. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Nevi'im, all the great Chazal, they reach the highest level that people could reach. Kirval Hashem. Adam ki akriv mikem. When it comes to Kirval Hashem, when it comes to Kedusha, it comes from within, within a person. Line 17. Chelkal harishon shal sefer vayikra. Ad parsha shmini. The first section. Mitar kesad Yehudi magi ladarga shel mikem. Ketzunu maktash is asbaliyos karban Hashem. Aide chayim shal Torah. The inner connection of a, the inner point in a person, the the the, the pintal yid, spoke about the yid akados, it's all striving to be close to its creator. Al yidechayim shal Torah mitzvos v'gimilas chesed, mineged, but Adam yachol yot gadol. On the other end, the person could be a great, a, somebody who accomplishes tremendous feats. In this world, Kemadaan, a scientist, Kemahades, an engineer, Kopolotikai, Vaadayan Leos Mitsora, Mibikina Ruchanitu Musarit, but ethically and morally, he might not be so great. Saras Yota Ruchanit Meashar Gufanit. Says the Rav, the potential that one gets, that a Baruch who gives them, determines their spiritual status. But even when one falters, says the Rav, and that's what you learn from this Mikem, faltering is not, na- in spirituality, is not natural for a person. Line 27, V'tokal Yehudi, Yishmashu Tur Shatiyu Primi, there's something inherent that we yarshin from all of our ancestors. Asher Yochel Lahovil L'Gdulo L'Vom Ruchaniyim, we get it from all the generations back. Ulam Kasher Yehudi Shokeh L'Darga Shel Mitzorah, but when we falter, when we don't have the mikem anymore, ain ze mikem. Kasha Yehudi Chote, who also does be'ikvos hashpa'od chitzoniyots, it's just external forces, we believe, that cause us to become distant from Hashem. Habivdeh ruchani shelo eno matim l'chit. We have an ashama inside of us. It's impossible that naturally we would sin. Ve'ena m'suga l'cholochemi b'fnim. It's all only on the outside. It's external. 
Every Jew is pure on the inside. Skip for a minute and then we'll come back. Says the Rav, when the Kohen Gadol is misvadeh, says a special vidu, a confession on the Seir HaMishtaleach, on the Seir that is sent out to the cliff, which brings kapara to all of Klal Yisrael. The Rav says, on the left side, what is the language that he uses? Chazal Meirim line 11. He puts the sins on the head of the seir. Why? What does that mean? He puts the sins on the seir. The seir symbolizes external forces. So the question the Rav asks is, why is the Lashon, though, that the Kohen Gadol uses after he, sa- after he says, he puts all the sins on the Seir of the Mishtaleach, why does he use the Lashon Kaperna? There are many words that could be used for forgiveness. Salach, Michal, and Dafka Kaper is used. Says the Rav, this also reflects that sin does not come mineyu bay from mikem of a Jew. Kaper pirusho limchot bakalut. Kaper means to wipe away. Salach mechal would would reflect and and mean something deeper. Kaper wipe away. The Kohen Gadol is saying the sins of a Jew are just misafal v'lachutz. They're on the outside, so wipe them away. There are different types of cleansing agents that the Hashem has. Because the sins are only on the surface. They're not absorbed inside. It doesn't fit within. Says the Rav, that's why throughout the first couple of Prakdam Bayikra, we have Mikem, Mikem, Mikem. Because the potential of a Jew naturally is to be close to Hashem. And that's the contrast of Rav Simlai's statement. That we can fulfill our potential naturally. Any chait is not Mikem. As we get to Tazriya Mitzorah, there is no longer any Mikem. Because it has to do with chataim, which are, as he started off, it's on the skin, it's on the outside, and it just has to be wiped away. And this is, Rav Shachar quotes, this is part of a larger drasha, but this is the entire hashkafa for the basis of the concept of tshuva, that we realize that inside we are naturally connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's just that we have to wipe away the chatoim, we have to wipe away what's on the outside, what's keeping us distant, and in that way, be able to bring ourselves back and closer to Hashem. Okay, moving right along. The next Pasuk. An idea that we've spoken about in the past, but a couple of different ideas that, that we have not mentioned. Ubayom Hashmini Yimol Basar On the eighth day, day eight, Yimol Basar Olaso, Brismila is is given. Chazal Darshan from this Pasuk, this Pasuk is entirely extra. We already know the Halachas of Brismila from earlier. We have Brismila earlier in Brashis. We have Brismila again repeated a little bit in Shmos. 
So the Chazal darshan is pasuk ubayom hashmini afilu b'shabes. That's what we darshan. The Gemara darshan did in Masechah Shabbos. Afilu b'shabes. The question that is asked by the Rishonim already is: We know that when we have various mitzvahs to do on Shabbos, sometimes Chazal say not to do them because of a worry, because of a chashash. What's known as We don't blow shofar on Shabbos. We don't shake a lulav on Shabbos. We don't lay the Megillah on Shabbos. Why? Maybe a person will not know exactly how to blow, how to shake the lulav, how to lay the Megillah, and he might take it to a bucky in order to teach him, and he might forget. So therefore... Better that all Klal Yisrael should forego the mitzvah of Lulav and Shofar and Megillah just in case because there's a chashash that someone might carry carry their chafzashol mitzvah. That is the Gzair de Rabba appears to at least three places in, in Shas. The question that is asked though by the Rishonim, I gave it to you from Tosfus and Mesech's Megillah Daftalid. Why don't we have a similar Gzaira when it comes to Mila? Milo, we know we do a Milo when it comes out on Shabbos. At least a Milo Bismana, when day eight is on Shabbos. Ava Milo B'Shabbos ain't Lidchos, says Tosfos and Megillah. So why don't we worry about Gzera Shema, one might carry the knife. Not one might carry the baby, because that would only be an Isidurabonan, carrying the baby. But Gzera Shema Yavirenu, one might carry the knife. Says Tosfos, two answers. Tosfos says... Number one, the hachamira. Maybe brismila is unique. Brismila is chamor. Shekein nichrasu aleha yud gimel brisos. Brismila had 13 covenants. It says the word bris 13 times in the Torah, in the context of brismila. So it shows its chamor, its stringent nature. Number one. So brismila is different. You're right, it should be. We should, should say gzera, but this is... This is too important of a mitzvah. It's amazing. In contrast, you know, to shofar and to lulav, brismila is defining. And therefore, you're right, we should say it, but you can't, you can't be docha brismana, number one. Number two, the gam, number two says Tosvas, ein adam mal ele imkain havi baki, disakani yesh by the other context, says Tosvos, every person who, who, who blows chauffeur. I don't know. Anybody can pick up a chauffeur. You have to practice. Right? Who, who shakes a lulav? Everybody shakes a lulav. But when it comes to Mila, only an expert is involved in Mila. Only a professional Moel is going to do Mila. So there's no worry, says Tosfus, of you might go to a Bucky to learn. If you're not a Bucky, you're not going to go to a Bucky to learn that day. So there's no worry when it comes to Brismila. Two answers of Tosfus. Two years ago, we discussed the answer of the Taz, which we're not going to go into right now. But look at the Shia, listen to the Shia from two years ago. But we're going to go to, into another answer. And this discussion, fascinatingly, is the basis of a very interesting halacha question that was asked to one of the poskei hador. But first, the third answer from the Rishonim, and that's the answer of the Ran. It's quoted at the beginning of source number four. The Ran says there's another distinction between shofar and lulav and megillah versus bris milah. Yeshchilak means shofar lulav and megillah. Shahakol terudim bahem biyom kiyam mitzvasam. 
Shofar Lulav Megillah. Who has to hear Shofar? Who has to shake a Lulav? Who has to hear the, read the Megillah? Everybody. Everybody has a Chiyav. V'im Yishkach Echad V'yotzi Lo Yim Yishi Yizkirenu Shayom Shabbos. Everybody's rushing to do the mitzvah. There's no outsider that can look at you and say, hey, wait a minute, because he's also doing it. V'lachain, that is why Chazal says, there's a gzera. Gazer shalom b'shabbos. But by Mila, who is the mitzvah on? Which is on one person. The mitzvah is on the father. Or the mitzvah is on the shliach of the father. Or the mitzvah is on Bezdin, whoever it might be. But everybody else is looking in from the outside. They'll be able to be objective and say, wait a minute, it's Shabbos. You're not allowed to carry the knife. Not everybody is having bris milas today. Not everybody. If the father forgets and carries the baby or carries the knife, Yimsa, somebody will find him. So that's the difference. Before we get to the halachic question, the Sifse Ratzon, it's quoted here in the Kamoti Shalom Rav, says maybe this answer of the Ran is even alluded to in the text of our Parsha. Why? Because earlier, earlier in Parsha's, in Bresha's Parakut Zayin, what does the Pasuk say, line 10? Unamaltem es besar arlaschem. Lush and Rabin. All of a sudden, we come to Parsha's Tazriah, Ubayom Hashmini Yimol Bisar Arlaso, not Yimolu Bisar Arlasam. It's Lashon Yachid. Why Dafka here Lashon Yachid? And earlier, either be consistent. And not only be consistent, but, you know, have the same boat, or if you want to have it earlier, have the earlier one. Earlier is talking to, to Avram Avinu, so there should be Lashon Yachid. Here was talking to all of Kla Yisrael, so there should be Lashon Rabim. But Dafkir is Lashon Yachid, says the Sifsei Ratzon, because here is where we have the limud of Afilu B'Shabbos. So maybe the Torah is alluding to this problem of the Rishonim. Lest you think that there should be a Gzeira Daraba on Mila about carrying a knife, about carrying a baby. What does Chazal say? Chazal, what does the Svar Ratzon say? That's why Dafkir is saying the Lashon Yachid. Yimol Because it's only him. It's only Yimol. It's only the father. It's only the Bezdin. Others will remind him, and therefore there is no there is no tsarach for for the for the Xavier. So that's three answers that we have. Tosfis, Mila is Chamor, number one. Number two, only Bakiyam are involved. Number three, the answer of the Ran. One person versus everyone. And the diuk of the Sifsei Ratzon, why it's in Lashon Yachid. Add this to the answer that we had in past years. But this discussion, especially the last answer of the Ran, is the basis for a very uh, interesting and somewhat, one could even call it tragic, but it's a difficult Shiloh that was posed to the Tzitz Eliezer. Tzitz Eliezer, one of the Poski Adar of Waldenberg at Surah number 4, was asked by a Talmud who was doing a bris. He was a Moel, and he was called to do a bris on a Shabbos morning. And he knew that the family and the relatives were not at all from. And to get to the bris, there will be many, many people driving. And at the bris, there will be many malachas that will be violated. 
then there'll be you know fire lit and many many more. They're gonna throw a party. We're gonna throw a party. It's a bris mila. It's a big party. So he's very the Talmud of the Tzitzel is very nervous that his mila that he's doing is gonna cause all this chilo. How about I could come up with an excuse and have it pushed till Sunday? Right? That was his question. I, I, how can I how can I be comfortable doing a bris on Shabbos knowing that I'm causing this? I'm causing I'm I'm involved. Misayel, am I? That's his question. Am I a misayel advaravera? I'm I'm causing this this terrible these terrible chilu to take place. And after all, he says, "What's my nitia not to do it?" Gzera de because there's a chash. There's a distant worry that one farmer might carry a chauffeur. So all of Chal Yisrael, nobody blows chauffeur on Shabbos. Here I know for sure there's going to be Chil Shabbos. Here I know for sure there'll be 200 people being Mechal Shabbos if I do the Mila. So I don't think I should do it. That was his question in 1957. Tavshin Yud Zayin. Says the Tzitz Says the Tzitz Line 8. Zos Tshuva Si Be'ezrus Hashem. This is a bitter Shailah. From between the lines of your letter, harav. By the way, this could be a, a question that you could ask at the Shabbos table before you give the answer of the Sisiliezer. Just ask, what do you what do you think the answer should be? What the answer should be. So this is what the Talmud felt. But before he answers, he says, I feel I feel your pain. You're the Moab Mamali Atafkid, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And you see with your own eyes. You see what our brethren Am Yisrael are doing. They're so distant. The Torah's cut show. And you see it. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. But then he says a crucial line. This is a, a, this is a line for life. But even with all the emotional distress that you find yourself in. When you want to know the answer in halacha, you have to separate emotions. You have to separate your pain and try to be as objective as possible. As hard as it is, we have to try to be objective and focus on what logic dictates and what the Torah demands. You need a posikador to do this. This is what you need a posikador for. So he says, let me tell you what I think. You said, my sweet Talmud, that based on Gezerah Darabah, you would think this is a kolshikain. You would think this is a no-brainer. Of course you don't do the bris milah. After all, you're going to cause all this chil Shabbos. Says it's Eliezer, I don't agree. I don't think it's a good model. And I think you have to do the bris. The bottom of the column. I just gave you the first two columns, and then there's three columns that I did not give you, and then I gave you the, the last piece. 
Yes, we know, first of all, that you never compare gzeros to each other. And we can't make, for sure, we can't make up gzeros ourselves. Besides the general rule of not comparing gzeros. Don't compare the cases. What's the chashash of Rabbah? Because you are doing the mitzvah. You might be so excited in your, in your exuberance to try to do the mitzvah, you're going to forget yourself. And, and we're worried about you. Chazalus are worried about this, this farmer who has pure intentions. All he wants to do is vote chauffeur. It's Rosh Hashanah. And he just wants to do the mitzvah. He wants to do the Tvar Hashem. And he's going to forget himself. We need to protect him. We need to protect this Jew. It's one Jew in all Klai Yisrael? Yes. We have to protect this Jew. The person who is trying to do the mitzvah might do an Avera. And therefore he's protected. Says the Tzitz Eliezer, do I, when I'm doing a mitzvah, have to worry that other people are doing Averas? That have nothing to do with the mitzvah that I am doing directly? Says the Tzitz Eliezer that we never have a model for that. And also, do I have to protect myself from Rishayim in terms of Halacha doing, doing Averas? If I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm doing what Hashem tells me to do. I am the Shliach, and he quotes the Ran. Right? Uh, who, not everybody is involved in the mitzvah. Only the father is involved in the mitzvah. And if the father appoints me, I'm only me. I'm the only one involved in the mitzvah. Right? That's how the Ron answered the question. I'm involved in the mitzvah. What does it have to do with their averos? Line six. Xerah the rabbi usually is where you have b'nei Yisrael k'sherim that want to be behind the mitzvahs. Chazal are worried that they might forget themselves. Aval line eleven. B'nidoneinu. This is what they always do. He says, that's not my responsibility. Hare, line 18, skipping. We don't make takanos for Rishon, the Gemara says. Beautiful Lashen. Their Avera doesn't have enough darkness to extinguish the light of the mitzvah of Mila. Regarding this, I'm Rinan. They'll have to worry. That's not your responsibility. Because you're doing what you have to do. Like the Ron said, that's why Mila is Docha Shabbos in the first place. So you don't have Xerah the Rabbah. Because not everybody is doing it. It's only me. The Averis are not connected. And therefore he says, when you have such a type of situation, last column, You do it. It's only the father, it's on Bezdin. You have to mouth this baby. And he says, Just like you would never say that, let's say if there's a shul and the shul knows that somebody might drive to the shul on Shabbos. What, you don't open the shul? Because somebody might drive there. We're not talking about inviting somebody for Shabbos. That's a halachic issue we're not getting into now. But opening up a shul. Um, we're davening. Somebody might drive to shul. Would you ever hear that you, you don't open the shul? They'll hear that you make it a minion that might drive. 
V'yisu b'mechon yo b'beit ha-knesses. Dover shem matsui. 1957. Ba'avorosinu ha-rabim ba-America. Kach ein lomar. Shehamol yevatel achiv shemutel alav. Lomol ha-ben ha-nola b'yom ha-shmini efilu b'shabbos. The same thing here. You're doing your mitzvah. Because other people might, might join, that has nothing to do with your mitzvah. The only way that I, that I might suggest, says this is Eliezer, that you might say otherwise, is that if you think it's a situation where if this happens, let's say, two or three times, and by your not doing the milah on Shabbos, that will bring them closer to be makari of them? Okay, then maybe there's something to talk about. But that's Pasha's not what's going to happen. That's not the context. And therefore, says Rav Oldenburg, do the milah. Based on the halacha discussion that we had from Tosfus and the and the Rhine. Moving right along. Parakir Gimel now. Now we get into some halachas of Mitzorah. Some halachas of Mitzorah. Your Gimel Memvav. One of the halachas of a Mitzorah, different than all other Temeim. Right? Besides, he tears his clothing, he grows his hair, we call out that he's a Mitzorah. The Pasuk Memvav, Kol Yemei Asher Hanega Bo Yitma Tamehu, Badad Yeshev Michutz Lamachanem Oshavo. Badad Yeshev, he sits alone. Michutz Lamachanem Oshavo, he sits outside the camp. Unlike other Tameim, he must sit alone. Rashi, Shalom Yiu Shar Tameim Yoshvinimo, even other Tameim. Are not allowed to sit with him. You might say, what? He's an Avatumah, so let other people who are Avatumah sit with him. No. Badad Yeshev, he must sit alone. Why? Why must he sit alone? Ask the Osiris HaTorah. Source 5. Sorach Lahavin. Madua Hamitzorah Mishunem. He called it Tzmeim. Shazarach Lehaz Mavudad. Gami Tzmeim Kamoso. What if there are three Mitzorahim they can't sit together? Why can't they sit together? Says the Otsra Satora. Dover Yaduahu. Beesha Pokedis Sores Am Yisrael. Maschilos Abrios Lafashmeshu Lachapes Acharabonos. It's the way of a Jew. Hopefully, it's the way of a Jew. When things occur, when occurrences happen, we look within ourselves. How could we improve? What can I do to try to make the situation better? That's always been the reaction that the Rambam says in Elchastanis. Whenever anything occurs to the Jewish people, to the world, we have to make sure that we say it's not nikra, nikra, nikres, and not just coincidence that things occur. We always look within, our, within ourselves. We always try to improve ourselves. But says the Osra Satora, Kachir Bishnas Tafresh Ches, that's what happened in, in, in the year Tafresh Ches. The 1800s, Kasher Magifas Cholaria, parts of a ear, Vilna, Ubisvivasa. There was a there was a plague. Uabrios Pishpishu Ishbamasov, and everybody was trying to figure out what could I do to help stop the plague. Vyesha Pishpishu Apamazi Azulas, Kade Lachsofes Hasiba Shagarmala Magifa, and others looked around and tried to improve those around them as well. But one time, somebody once came in, the second of Israel Salanter of the night. Came into the house of Israel Salanter. Echad meosam anashim shechibsu chatoim lorak b'chadri libam elagam eitzel zulasam. They looked at other people, and one came into Israel Salanter and whispered into his ear. You know why this is all happening? Because I'm so and so. You know what so and so does? You know how he acts? You know what he does? Vada ekev maasev haroim pakda utano hamagefa kasha. That's why it's occurring. 
says of Yisrael Salanter, don't look farther than yourself. A mitzorah has to be alone. Not even next to anybody else. Because it could even be, even though it's the derech of a Jew, what we have to do is always look within ourselves. Many times it's human nature to look at our chavet, to look at our, our neighbor. Yeah, we need, really need to improve. You know what he has to do? You know what she has to do? It's human nature. The mitzorah can't have anybody near him. Nobody near him. You want to know why it happened to you? Look within yourself. Badad yeshev. Says why? He says But but it's true. It matter. It's true. We have to look within ourselves. He is set aside alone, and in that way, he says if you saw hopefully he will learn the lesson of introspection. And now the Ochas Atari even quotes a story from the Briskarav. From the early days of the state, the early days of the, uh, the War of Independence, when Rahman al Islam, so many Jews gave their lives. Somebody came to the Briskarav and says, Oh, you see all the Tsaris? You see all the Rahman al Islam Karbanis? It's because there are so many Mechalle Shabbos. And the Briskarav turns to him and says, That's not what Yonah said. And that's not what we say. When there was a storm on the boat, Yonah did not say, I'm the firmest guy on the boat. It must be their fault. Yonah said, Bisheli Hasar Hagodol Hazalechem. That was his immediate re- He knew what happened when it started raining. He knew it was his fault. He went down to go to sleep. He knew it was him. He recognized it. Says the Briskarov, we never look at anybody else. We always have to look at ourselves. They were all the Avodah And yet when there was a Ruach Sa'arai, he said, throw me over. Because I know, and maybe this is another reason why this is the Haftarah for Yom Kippur. Because that's what Yom Kippur is about. It's about looking within ourselves, not looking at anybody else in the row or in the neighborhood. We have to look within ourselves. That's the mitzvah. Badad Okay. Two major lessons in the words of the Rishonim. We already had some. But now we have the words of the Rishonim. I'm sorry, we were a little cut off before. But uh, two major lessons. Let's try to fit everything in. About Saras from the Gdoli HaRishonim. First from the Ramban. And then from the Svarna. First the Ramban. I don't know if we ever did this Ramban before. This is a very important Ramban. Says the Ramban in source number seven. The Ramban commenting on tsaras begadim, tsaras on clothing. We know tsaras could become could have could be on one's skin, one's clothing, or one's house. One's house is in mitzora clothing. Anybody ever see spots on their on their clothing if they didn't use bleach? Anybody ever wake up and they all of a sudden see spots on their clothing? I don't know. I've never seen it. Even after making aliyah. As we'll see in a second. Ze enenu beteva klav olam. Says the Ramban, this is totally unnatural. Don't think that saraz begadim is something that can be explained. Vechenigi and also on houses, which at least according to one opinion in the Gemara, never even happened. Kibiyos Yisrael shleimim lashem. But you know when this occurs? When B'nai Yisrael are shleimim lashem. 
Hashem will be close to them. When Hashem is close to them, when Hashem is very close to you in your midst, then He'll want to give you messages. When Hashem is so close, that's when these events occur. And that's why it says, I will give you. It's a present. Hashem says, please fix this. You have this area to fix. Saras is not something natural. It's a direct message from God. And then he continues, and this is the emphasis of the Ramban. This is the Ramban Lushitaso in 10 other places in his commentary. Saras begadim, saras habatim only is in Eretz Yisrael. As it says by Batim explicitly, but it's not limited due to the fact that it's a mitzvah hatulia ba'aretz. This has nothing to do with the gush, with the dirt, with the land. Aval mipnei shelo yavo ha'inyanahu el ba'aretz ha'nivcheres. You know why it only appears in Eretz Yisrael? Because that's where God is closest to us. And Hashem gives messages to those He, are clo- he, are, he is close with. If He's far away, He says, oh, whatever they do, they do. But if Hashem is close, if somebody's in the palace, if somebody has the schus of living in the palace, Hashem every once in a while tries to give messages and says, improve here, improve a little bit there because I want to still be close. To you. V'chein, skipping two lines, Begadim, not only Batim, but also Begadim. Shlo yin hagu ela ba'aretz. It's only noig ba'aretz. V'lo hutzrech l'mayim en chutz la'aretz ki lo yerusham la'olam. It never happens in chutz la'aretz. Because the potential of closeness is never there. So the potential of a, a father and a son having a close conversation and a father saying, some, some things you only want to say in person. Right? Sometimes. Now we live in an age of the, uh, of, of email, so now we don't ever even have things in person. I'll just, I'll send an email. You know, after we try to send emails instead of like, you know, we're uncomfortable. So we send an email instead of in person. But sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to talk about this over the phone. I want to, uh, in person. You only have that in Eretz Yisrael. Because Baruch was only in person with us in Eretz Yisrael. Kaviyochel. That's the Ramban. Saras teaches us about the centrality of Eretz Yisrael. Just go to next week's parsha, Achremos, where the Ramban has two pages, three pages, on the direct hashkacha that Hashem has in Eretz Yisrael. And the Ramban also links this, Tzaras Begadim and Batim, only in Eretz Yisrael. Related, again, we're not going to go through it uh, in depth, but uh, the Svarno as well, quoted at the beginning of Rav Yeruchim in source number 8, the Svarno is Marech and says, we have to realize that this is not natural. Says the Svarno, Rav Yeruchim quotes it in source number 8, we should not think this is natural. Clothing never turns colors like this. And the Torah says it does. It's just to serve as a wake-up call for us. Says the Svarno, and it's expanded upon by Rav Yeruchim. N- miracles, nisim, unnatural events 
are there to let us know, and the Ramban says this many places and others, to let us know that even if we think we understand something, we don't really understand it. We think we understand sticks, and yet when a stick turns into a snake, maybe we have to rethink and say maybe we don't fully understand the chemical and physical properties and makeup of a stick. And when water turns to blood, maybe we should think to ourselves, says Yerav that it's not just hydrogen and oxygen and we know exactly what makes up water. Maybe there's something more to water than that meets the eye, even under the microscope. And he continues and gives many examples of this. And Yerav continues, again, expanding upon the... Uh, expanding upon the Svarno. We just said it in hollow for a week. When a rock brings forth water, maybe we should think that maybe a rock is not a rock. When a beged has spots, it's all to realize that there is a bore, there is a yotzer, and no matter how sophisticated and how much we think we understand physical elements, we have to realize that it's all messages from God. And everything that happens to us is meant to teach us something and to put us in situations where Hashem wants to see how we would react to various situations. Sarasvus has an example. Sarasvus is an example of a holy. says of Yerachim on the next column. We're so murgal to it when we hear when somebody gets sick, our first makshava is, and it's natural, because we're not on the level of a Moshe Rabbeinu. We're not on the level of one of the Amorayim. When we hear of a machla, what caused it? What was the teva? What did they used to say in the days of the Amorayim? The fifth daf in Shas, brachas daf hey, fourth daf. Rav He went bankrupt. He went bankrupt. All of his barrels of wine turned to vinegar. He went bankrupt. He lost his fortune. What did people say to him? What did his fellow Arayim? Where, where do you have to improve on? How's your ka'as doing? How's your... La'ayin mar That's the reaction that a friend gives when somebody went bankrupt? In the days of the Amoram, they could do it. We can't do that. We could do it to ourselves. Something happens to me, to us, we could say, where could I improve? We can't do that to anybody else. But in the days of the Gemara, they could. Because they, they realized there's nothing natural about life. Everything that happens to a person, to a nation, is from the one above. It's the actions of a person. And therefore, when we see spots, when we see a nega, that's what we're supposed to ask, and that's what we're supposed to react. So Tzaras teaches us about Hashgacha in general, Sfarno and Revi Ruchim, and it teaches us about Hashgacha in Eretz Yisrael, the Ramban. Two more ideas. One more related to this week's parsha, and then we'll have one on Machar Chodesh. If you look towards the end, now we're in the next parsha. That was really counts for Mitzorah, because that had to negate Batim to give equal time. Paragudalid now in Mitzorah. Pazaglamid hey. Pazaglamid hey. 
Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, now we're in Negei Batim, Uva Shelo Abayis, Vigila Kohen Limar, if you think you have a Sarah spot, and you have to call the Kohen, you're not a doctor, you call the Kohen, what do you say? I think, Doc, I think I have Saras. Doc, I have Saras. No, you can't say that. What's the halacha you have to say? Ki nega. Nira liba bais. Like a nega. What's ki nega? Like a nega? Rashi says you should never say it with certainty. Afilu talmud chacham sheyodeshu nega vaday. Even if you have the author of the latest sefer on Meseches Negaim. If you have the latest, the biggest bucky on Saras. Lo yifsok davar bar, you should not say davar bar, oh, it's a nega. Nega nirali. Ella, kinega nirali. It should all be kinega. It should always be kinega. Look at the Balaturim. The Bal- oh, it's, it's a little light on the saw, on the bottom. The Balaturim points out that there's one other Pusik that has the word nira in Tanakh. There's another Pusik with nira. If you want to see the Pusik quoted, it's quoted on the top of the next page also. In Rav Zevin, Rav Zevin quotes it. I gave you the Bible Torah, but he, he quotes it. Umeirachok Hashem nirali. From a distance, from afar, Hashem appears to me. So, Kinega nirali babayas. Meirachok Hashem nirali, a pasuk in Yirmiyahu, Perek Lamet Aleph. What's the connection to these two psukim? Kinega nirali babayas. Meirachok nirali, Hashem nirali. Says Rav Zevin in classic Rav Zevin style. A message for life. Kishem shepitofaot historiot. Efshar lamod bibhirus yoser al sibosian umusuba bayan. Kshaamad ome me rachok. Bimerchak. Zman. Me osonatofos. History can only be understood at a distance. We can't fathom or appreciate or understand historical events except at a distance. Viachola histrome me alohen. And we could get a, a, a greater look, a wider view when we're distant. We can't look at historical events close up. So too personally. So too in our personal realm, our personal life. We can't understand it. Fully, or even a little bit, except at a distance. There are times that things happen, many times. Things happen and we think it's Eat Sedek, it's not Yashrus, this Sadik Varalo, Rosh Vatovlo. What does the Torah teach us? Mirachok Hashem Nirali. From a distance, Hashem's going to appear to me. Ki Nega. Nirali Babayas. Don't say Nega. It looks like a Nega. Ki Nega Nirali Babayas. But it's all a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's all a divine pinch of the cheek. Come on, you could do better than that. That's the connection between the Psukim. Kishi Yagil Zman Yoser. When a later time comes, and when we have 2020 hindsight, Amashikaru Masha'avar, Yireki Akohaya Becheshvan of Itzedek will realize that everything is Becheshvan. Everything is exactly. Hashem put it up perfectly together. Tzadik Hashem b'chol durachav. Achshav roa nega. Now it looks like a nega. But when it's meirachok, kinega, it's kinega nili babais. And even though we think it's nega, we have to say kinega. Says Rav Zevin, that's what we always have to say. It's similar to the last thought, those who listened to that God this year, the last thought we said about Chad Gadya for Marmar That's the message of Chad Gadya. It's 
all one big puzzle, all of life. And we don't understand it except Miracho Kashem Nirali, says Yirmiyahu. That's the, I think that's the Haftorah for the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Yirmiyahu uh, I don't remember exactly, but that's also a message for, for Rosh Hashanah as well. Okay. One final thought related. Rosh Chodesh is on Sunday, this week's, this week's Haftorah. Those in Chutzlar is listening to this the following week had this Machar Chodesh the previous week. We're in Eretz Yisrael. We have, um, we have a Dishabbos. Machar Chodesh. It's a thought that I've mentioned in the past, but it's worth repeating. And I'll this time phrase it as a question. We, as Jews, are always talking about God. Baruch Hashem, Yerz Hashem, Bez Hashem. It was God. Thank God. I was mentioning God. What does that reflect? I was talking about God. Right up we had work. Hopefully we're the ones that are always mentioning God. Thank God. Please God. Says, say the Mepharshim. I think I heard this originally from Rav Melech Shechter. Shmuel Allah Perachaf. Machar Chodesh. Just what? Just a diuk. Throughout the story, as we know the story, Machar Chodesh, there's a party, they had a feast on Rosh Chodesh. David HaMelech didn't show up. He was scared of Shaul. He was hiding out. Yonasan comes and Shaul says, where's David? And Yonasan says, no, he didn't come, he didn't come. Whole conversation, Yonasan trying to cover up for, for his good friend David. His friend that he had Ava She'in Tzuliyah with. But if you look closely at the Psukim, Pasuk Chavzayin, V'yomr Shaul Yonasan Mino. Shaul says to Yonasan, Madu'a lo ba ben Yishai, got to walk on my yom. Why didn't ben Yishai come? And Yonasan says, Nishol, Nishol, David, me'imandi, abes lachem. I was with David, and he said, let me go. V'chulu. Throughout the parak, Shaul does not mention David's name. It's always called Ben Yishai. Ben Yishai, Ben Yishai. It's as if he calls him by his last name. And Yonasan, whenever he answers, he says, David. Where is Ben Yishai? David's not here. Shaul's always saying Ben Yishai because he wanted to kill him. And Yehonasan always says David. Mentioning a name reflects love and identification with. That's the message of Machar Chodesh. That's the message we mentioned this in Agadah a couple of years ago. Why the Chacha mentions Shem Hashem and the Rasha doesn't mention Shem Hashem. But maybe we need that message every once in a while. Machar Chodesh. When Rosh Chodesh is tomorrow, when Rosh Chodesh falls out at the beginning of a week, the beginning of a week, the beginning of a month, they coincide. Let's remember this message. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is front and center. We're always mentioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu because we have that as Jews, that identification with Him. As we mentioned earlier from the Rav, Mikem, the closeness with Hashem is natural, is natural to a Jew. The sins are just kaper, they just have to be wiped off the surface. But naturally, every Jew is connected and naturally, that's why we always find ourselves talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, we'll have to stop here. Hashem, continue next week with Achreimos Kedoshim.